For Huskers women's basketball, Amy Williams, the goal is Sweet 16. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, DP from 93.7 The Ticket, Lincoln, America. Thank you, folks, for making Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red, your first watch, visit, listen each and every single day. Greatly appreciated, and we love being a part of the Locked On Sports Network. want to thank the folks from Bet Online uh, for, for what makes sports watching a little bit more interesting and intriguing. They have the best odds, uh, props, and lines each and every single week. So dive in, take a look. Of course, this week the story would be Nebraska and Wisconsin on the football field, 13 and a half as it wavers back and forth. But we'll talk about those numbers over the course of this week um, through through Lockdown Husker. So we know what's going on. Do me a favor, if you don't mind, take a moment. Uh, like, subscribe, share. It is important to get this 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 content out uh, to Husker Nation. And so if you've got Husker family and friends that want to know and be able to get information each and every day, please do. We're going to take you through a journey today where we talk about women's basketball. We'll talk about the Lady Huskers and what they have going on. We'll talk about Fred Hoiberg and his basketball team as they head to New York City to face St. John's uh, in a big telling matchup. Uh, in, in game three of their season, up and down through uh, things you can expect, things to look for, where players currently stand, and objectives for both of these programs. Uh, the teams have their own identity, but the programs, the programs themselves, the long-term goal, culture, and all those things have a plan, and there is a purpose to it. We'll talk about those things in this episode of the Locked On Huskers podcast. I'll start with this because – Amy Williams has an interesting opportunity with the women's basketball program. Now, they made the tournament a year ago, and that removed some of the pressure of being a coach in the University of Nebraska athletic department. Uh, it's necessary uh, for, for there to be success and a plan for long-term success, not just temporary success, but long-term success. And that shows up in depth of roster, quality of player being recruited, uh, the returning players and what, what their mission and purpose is. And then the forward, the young players and the projection of young players into the program to carry the program forward and up as they move along. And Amy Williams, what she did a year ago uh, with a stellar roster, uh, a nice combination of veteran players, uh, different veteran players who, who had, you had role players. But the depth of this team was the skill position players where you had depth. And the lead, I don't want to bury the lead on this, this women's basketball program. The loss of Sam Hybe is, is, is important. It's vital to talk about because Sam being the most known player, the most uh, experienced player, the most uh, league knowledgeable player, the player that understands how uh, all the other programs in the Big Ten Conference work. Uh, having Sam's high basketball IQ on the floor and in huddles at practices uh, on the road in hotels, Sam's ability to communicate those things, you don't lose all of it, but you lose some of the, the stuff that translate to on-floor balance and security. When things got 
heated and got heavy over the last several years in this program. Sam Hybe had the ball, and Sam Hybe made decisions and made plays. Now, that injury uh, puts some other people in the highlight and puts them in a situation, but Amy Williams and her relationship with Sam Hybe was vital and important because that's your quarterback on the floor. That's the person that gets you in and out of breaks. They get you in and out of huddles. That's the person that on parts of the floor that you can't get to as a, as a head coach, you have somebody that knows and that you don't have big 10 fear. And this basketball team had a, a leader, an on the floor leader who faced up to Michigan, faced up to Indiana, faced up to Ohio state, made shots in critical and crucial situations, uh, made the right play, got them in and out of systems, uh, helped them reset when things got chaotic. And you're missing that this year. You're missing that early. Now, what has happened in the interim, and this is how you, you, you know that Amy Williams has transitioned this from team to team and year to year to a program with culture, because now she has prepared players. She had play, young players that, that got their minutes a year ago. Uh, they got put in, in into the fire, so to speak. And then you have another elite player who can step in and take some of the burden, some take some of the responsibility that Sam Hybe used to carry, and that player is Jess Shelley. Now, her international background and experience and knowledge um, puts her against some pretty elite players and some unique chaotic situations. What Jazz Shelley does on a game-by-game -game basis is she's the great fit and the great mold. That whatever is needed that day, if there's a day where you need some additional rebounding, Jazz can go and get you 10 rebounds. It, on a day when you the other players have it going and you find some matchups that you like, Jazz Shelley can become the distributor and the facilitator for this offense and get them into systems that work when chaos could 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 exist and shut things down. So having Jazz Shelley step up and assume some of the ball handling duties and hand, uh, assuming some of the leadership, the vocal leadership roles, and then the playmaking ability. And I and, and by that, I don't just mean distributing. That means getting a steal. She had five, five steals in the last ball game. That the, those are stolen possessions where she then is responsible for getting them into an offense, getting a productive uh, uh, possession, and it's important to pay attention to how Jazz gives this Nebraska women's basketball team additional positive possessions, and she gets something from it. She gets to the free throw line. She understands where she needs to be on the floor to get her shots. She's not doing it alone because Izzy Bourne also provides some of that Big Ten experience, that that high volume uh, knowledge under fire. Uh, she she is a unique and authentic post player, but her ability now to stretch defenses, shoot three pointers, make them uh, against defenders who slack off, her improved footwork around the basket is notable. It's 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 easily seen now in her ability to drop step spin uh, work in, in in tight spaces which has then made Alexis Markowski better at what she does because just that additional force that additional distraction is necessary Alexis Markowski the big 10 rookie of the year uh, and she's going to evolve again as a player in her second year in the Big Ten. She's going to evolve. People now know what it is that she does well, 
And now she's going to have to evolve her game. She'll have to evolve in her thinking of, of taking advantage of opportunities and then picking her spots when this team needs for her to be the go-to player in tough situations and circumstance, knowing when to drag uh, Big Ten bigs out to the three-point line and then whether to drive off that, kick off that, or shoot the three, which she has shown over the course of her early career that she's able to do that. This team has options and opportunities. They have a focus and a purpose. I don't think I'm the only one that's targeting Sweet 16. Them making the tournament uh, is, is an expectation that they have. But what I would like to see from this program, for this program, is that they advance themselves into the Sweet 16 conversation of the tournament. I think it's possible. Um, I think that's the goal of the mission. But we'll spin the wheel. We will then talk about Fred Horberg and what he needs from the men's program on this side of things here for Locked on Huskers and Locked on Go Big Red. Welcome back, uh, Locked On Huskers. I'm Derek Pearson. And, and again, in talking about uh, the potential, the folks from Bet Online, this is what they talk about the speculation of when we match things together, how it looks, uh, what the prospects, you know, what the prospects are. Um, they've got a busy week in, in Big Ten football. Uh, Penn State uh, plus 19 against Rutgers. Nobody's really surprised at that number. Ohio State, 27 and a half over the Maryland Terrapins. Interesting numbers. Michigan State, 13 and a half over Indiana. Purdue, 17 and a half over Northwestern. And Wisconsin, of course, 13, 13 and a half, depending on the time of day, over Nebraska. Go dive in the pool. It's worth it. Um, the, 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 the prospects of the men's basketball program, the University of Nebraska, is highlighted by a need, a mandatory mission and goal. This program has, has put the burden on this team to look like a Big Ten basketball team. It cannot be uh, the little brother that takes the beating every night. It cannot be uh, the team that, that aspires to be uh, – uniquely and authentically a Big Ten basketball team. Fred Hoiberg is tasked with winning, winning. And for whatever that means, in, in whatever perspective, the conversations that Trev Alberts and Fred Hoiberg have, or Fred Hoiberg and to this team, winning uh, is the only thing that's going to allow him to do this job beyond this year. Like they fully, they are fully aware. This coaching staff is aware uh, the players are aware that they have to win. Now, to what level? I'm sure that there's some agreement in what that number should be. But I, I think it's fair to discuss 500 basketball in the Big Ten, 500 basketball over the course of the season as goals and missions. And then that allows you to then ask the question, is it possible? And then how do they get there? Now, Fred Hoiberg has gone out and he's changed the face. He's changed the 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 backbone of of this of this of this team. It doesn't look like it did a year ago with the McGowan's brothers and Alonzo Verge Jr. It looks different. You go out and get a player who is from Nebraska and understands what Nebraska basketball could and should be. Now he he went and played uh, in college and, and got into the NCAA tournament, but Sam Greasel 
and his style of play, which is gritty, it's gutsy, it's high IQ, should make the fan base and the folks who, who regularly appear at Pinnacle Bank Arena to watch this basketball team play happy in how he goes about the business of playing basketball. Does it fit within Big Ten play? We don't know. We won't know until they get into the heart of the schedule. But what we've seen through two games is this. Uh, similar to Jazz Shelley, he does, he, he's a Swiss army knife in that he has the skills and talent to, to occupy several different spaces of need with his basketball team. He will have the basketball more than anybody on the floor. He'll make more decisions than anybody on the floor. And then he will ultimately have to make plays, more plays than anybody on the floor. Now, I'll say this. In identifying this team and the importance of the people on this team, I won't say that Sam Griesel is the most important player. He may have to be the most productive player. But the most important player is somebody that he's going to have to rely on and lean on, somebody that has knowledge of Big Ten defenses and Big Ten players and Big Ten arenas, Big Ten fan bases and how they attack and approach uh, you know, opposing teams throughout the season. And that, that per person, that player, is their captain and leader, Derek Walker. In a league where big men dominate, big men set the pace, big men set the tone for how success is defined in this conference, well, Derek Walker – is a veteran. He's not going to see anything new. He knows the road. He knows the path. He knows the obstacles. And it's together and how Sam Griesel and Derek Walker work together that will tell us how what level of success basketball, basketball is going to have at Nebraska this, this winter. The two of them together in their high IQ extremely high level of productivity, extremely efficient, knowledgeable about what, what is required uh, to make plays and to do the things. There are nights when Derek Walker is going to have to score 15 points. There are going to be nights when Derek Walker is going to have to have 15 rebounds. There are going to be nights when Derek Walker has to you know, shut down and defend bigs in the Big Ten Conference. Big Ten bigs that are bigger, stronger, uh, may have more talent around them. But those two players together will have nights where they have the opportunity for Nebraska to be successful, whether it be at Pinnacle Bank Arena or at the road, on the road, in the Big Ten Conference, because they do the basic things extremely well. There will not be empty stat nights for Derek Walker and Sam Griesel in the Big Ten Conference. We'll get more answers about this, and we'll talk about this later in the, in the podcast. But both the men's team and women's team walk into a week where they've gotten their, 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 their basketball legs and then they're about to face opponents that will tell them, that will hold up a mirror and tell them exactly who they are rather than who they think they are. You'll find out how elite uh, both teams can be, how, how stellar and how productive they can be, how balanced they can be because the women's team – they will face a Creighton team that has no fear of them and will help them identify weaknesses and strengths. For Nebraska, for the men's team, uh, they will travel and face a St. John's team in an invitational that takes them out of their comfort zone, takes them out of their co the comfort and style of play, takes them out of the, the, the assumed advantage that is playing against uh, lesser programs early in the season where you have to face a big dog. And if you remember a year ago, 
Nebraska basketball went down to Raleigh, North Carolina. And in, a, in an overtime thriller, Nebraska had an opportunity to change the trajectory of the program. And they didn't get it done, and it affected their season in a powerful, strong way, and they never got that nasty taste out of their mouth. Nebraska basketball will have the opportunity to get right, to get right when they face St. John's on Thursday. So it'll be a big week for Nebraska basketball and both the men's and women's programs. We'll find out more about the, about who these teams are, who the players are, and almost as importantly, the plan, approach, and attack of the coaching staffs uh, for these Nebraska programs. You'll find out a lot more. We'll cover it. We'll, we'll stay on top of it throughout the course of the year and bring you this sort of content about Nebraska basketball. Uh, we'll throw it to break. We'll come back. More Locked On Huskers, Derek Pearson, Locked On Go Big Red. Thanks again. And it's, it's Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red. We will spend time this season, I want to be sure to, to say this, that we will spend time on the women's volleyball team, the number three uh, Nebraska women's volleyball team. And, you know, they, they just took a loss. Uh, last night against Ohio State. But that is going to be um, a book full of stories worth telling and worth following throughout the course of the season. We will not uh, bypass the women's volleyball team on their journey uh, to the women's uh, volleyball Final Four. Um, it, it, it's going to be an interesting ride for this team. It's a super talented team. Of course, John Cook knows exactly what he's doing, understands what uh, what, what players he needs to develop uh, and and get, get more involved in what they do uh, during this season. The Big Ten Conference, again, it is an elite conference when it comes to women's volleyball, so there's tons to talk about uh, throughout the course of the season. We'll cover that for you here on Locked on Huskers. Um, we mentioned the women's basketball team. Uh, taking on a Creighton team where, listen, uh, they've been able to identify the weaknesses and and strengths of Nebraska's season each year, and the matchup has been has has been these have been really good games down the stretch games over the course of the last couple of years. Um, you'll find out more now. Creighton, uh, they'll, they'll come into this game two and zero. Uh, they're led by Lauren Jensen, who who comes in at 21 points a game. Um, pretty good shooter. Uh, leads the team in field goals, uh, three three point field goals made and attempted. Um, shoots it at a pretty good clip at 36. percent But 21 points a game. Um, active on the floor. But she's not s- solo in what they do. Morgan Malley, uh, 17 points a game. Uh, also gives them six and a half rebounds. Uh, Pretty good defender, um, gets a little loose with the basketball offensively, but you know they take the risk. It's high risk, high reward. Uh, they have a third player, uh, Molly Morgan uh, Mogensen, who's also averaging twelve and a half points a game. Will rebound for them. Um, probably the most physical player on the Blue Jays. Um, they score the basketball, but they defend. They hold uh, opponents to about sixty points a game. So Nebraska will have opportunity again. The depth of the bench and, and players. Uh, you know, we'll see Alexis Markowski in, in a matchup that might benefit her and should be able to showcase her at a high level. Um, for the men, you're talking about a St. John's team that has talented players. They have six players who can all give you two, two you know, 
double-digit points a game. Uh, David Jones is their best player. Uh, had 21 and 10 uh, in their last outing. Was four or five from three uh, beyond the arc. Uh, can slash, can put it on the floor. Pretty good finisher at that space. AJ Starr is also there. Uh, Joel Siriano is their big, who gives them double doubles and points and, and rebounds on a night in, night in basis, night out basis. Six eleven physical. Nice matchup for, for the Huskers and being able to figure out how they're going to play in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, when a big is present, what do you do and how does it affect what you want to do? It'll be an eye-opening week when, it talk, when we talk about basketball here at Nebraska. You'll find out a whole lot about who these players are, who these teams are, and then almost as importantly, who they're not and what they need to work on as they both head forward uh, with eyes forward to a Big Ten basketball season that has an opportunity for Fred Hoiberg to settle into the position and settle the program into something positive. And then for Amy Williams, it's a chance to do the two things that you want to do in a program once you have established it, which is to take it forward and I hope you folks enjoyed this bit uh, of Locked on Huskers, where we focus on basketball and hoops and what's next. And again, tune in uh, each and every single day uh, as we bring this stuff to you. And again, we will we will stay connected to the basketball programs, the volleyball program, uh, maybe even a little wrestling throughout the Big Ten season and the NCAA season as well. well thank you folks for joining us. Thank you folks from Bet Online for what they do for us. But I'm Derek Pearson. This is Locked on Huskers. Locked on Go Big Red for the Lockdown Sports Network.